What Torontonians would like very dearly is for the Eglinton Crosstown to work. And yesterday, Phil Verster, the uh, CEO, called a press conference. And at the very least, I mean, even in the morning, we were kind of mocking the whole thing. But we were saying, well, at least maybe he'll give us an idea of when this thing is going to uh, go live. And he didn't. As a matter of fact, it was like front page challenge. You know, it was, um, I've got a secret and I'm not going to tell you. From the new schedule we have, we have a very good understanding of when the Eglinton Crosstown is likely to open. But we are right in the middle of a high-risk testing and commissioning phase. And issues are found and rectified every week. And these issues affects the completion date every week. Now, I have to tell you that I had every intention to predict an opening date or series or range of possible opening dates for the Eglinton Crosstown with you today. But I've decided against doing so based on the fact that CDS is finding and rectifying issues on a week-by-week -week basis and that this affects the op opening date significantly. Okay, I get it. Surely, though, you could have... I mean, you know, the messaging should have been, I understand your impatience. I'm very, very sorry. I and others have made mistakes and screwed this file. I'm doing everything I can. I'm going to set a date as a target, and this time we will not fail. And I appreciate it. He says there's a lot of moving parts. You know, one day they discover that the elevator doesn't work in one station. One day they discover that a stretch of track is bent, whatever. And that stuff is very hard to predict because fixing the elevator might be a one-day affair. Fixing the track might be two weeks. But just give us a hint, will you? And frankly, the whole calling of the press conference was a little crazy. I'd prefer to see what you see, like when, it's so rare now, but when a, uh, a Japanese airplane crashes, the president calls a press conference and says, I am deeply sorry I quit. So maybe we need a little bit more of that. Jamal Myers is a Toronto City Councillor and the chair of the TTC and joins us right now. Nice to have you, Jamal. Thanks for having me. Okay, I think, first of all, it's important we map out the relationship. Uh, Metrolinx doesn't answer to you, and you have no hand in trying to finish this freaking light rail, right? That is correct. So, I mean, what is your impression of what was unfolding yesterday? And I thought it was interesting. Somebody on the roundtable pointed out that not, no politicians turned out because nobody wants to be that close to the radioactivity. You know, I, I think you hit it on the head where it just seems that there's a total lack of accountability as to who is actually in charge of getting this thing going. Is it Metrolinx? Is it the consortium? Um, a lot of residents, a lot of businesses have just, you know, had their lives turned upside down for over a decade now. And for the CEO to call a press conference to say, I have a sense as to when it might be open, but I can't tell you because I'm not certain. It just doesn't really send the right message as to anyone isn't actually in charge and anyone has a sense of what they're doing. And, you know, it, projects go over budget, they go over time all the time. But you still have to give the public some sense of confidence that you're in control 
you're taking accountability and you're trying to get this finished as quickly as possible. And nobody sees anything like that. You know, this project has doubled in its price tag. It is now three years over the timeline and there's still no end site and line and date. And I think a lot of people are, you know, rightfully asking, you know, who's in charge? Now, as I said, you, you're not building this thing, but as TTC chair, the TTC is going to operate it when it's done. So has there been any intimation to you of what the timeline is? None whatsoever. Um, and, you know, I'm concerned now because now that we are going to be in charge of operating this, it's likely that we are going to be facing a similar scenario as Ottawa has where we start operating it and they're going to keep they keep finding these issues which means that the line is going to be um you know shut down repeatedly um and that's that's its own set of issues so i'm really concerned as to how this project is gonna go forward once it once it's up and running if if and when we get there yeah and just out of curiosity, who's re who is responsible for training the operators? Is it uh, Metrolinx, or are you going to have to do that? Uh, I don't know that answer yet. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Jamal, looking forward to having you on a panel again. Good to have you this morning. Thank you so much. I'll give you one example, and we'll talk about it some more. But three weeks ago, CTS informed us that operator training had to be suspended due to availability issues with the fleet. Now, these are being rectified, but that will again add a chunk of time. More in the morning continues on News Talk 1010, Toronto. Yesterday's press conference was, I don't think it reached the threshold of surreal, but it was bizarre. Uh, as everybody's been noting, why call a press conference when you got nothing to say? And then it sort of turned into the media playing the job of the kid in the back seat. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Um, the CEO in question has actually been uh, offered up, so uh, he'll be here at 9.30, Phil Vester. And uh, that should be an interesting go-round. I mean, uh, he's not new to this, but I guess... You know, in the world of comms, that yesterday what happened just does not make sense. So the number here, if you want to weigh in, is 416-872-1010, 416-872-1010. But let's start off with NDP transport critic, MPP Joel Harden joins us. Good morning. Good morning, John. Okay, so what do you make of this idea that, well, I, got, I have a date in my head, but I'm not going to tell you because I don't want you to be disappointed. Well, I, honestly, John, this should be the straw that breaks the camel's back. We have been calling for accountability at Metro Lake, says the opposition here at Queen's Park, for years. But this was an insult to transit riders, transit workers, uh, to all the taxpayers who fund the work that gets done at a provincial level. Mr. Verster is leading an organization right now which is continuing to fail the public. This is a project that is now over a billion dollars over budget. Uh, we heard recently, as you know, that it had over 260 deficiencies. Um, we know from the Auditor General that the consortium, private consortium building the project and Metrolinx have been busy in court suing each other to the tune of over $500 million over the last number of years. This is a mess. And the Premier and the new Transportation Minister have to walk on down there to Metrolinx offices and demand accountability. And that's why we've asked for Mr. Verster 
to be let go. His contract's up on Monday, but in any other company, in any other workplace, you don't fail upwards. You got to demand accountability from the top. So forgive me for not knowing this, but in terms of the structure, who does Mr. Verster answer to? Is he answering to the premier, to the transportation minister, to the government itself, to his board, who answer to other people? Or how? Do, what's the structure in all of this? Well, let's be clear. The primary audience and boss here is the taxpayer. The primary audience and boss are the people of Ontario who desperately need public transit. But the immediate boss, John, is the province and leader of the province is Premier Ford. And, you know, the transportation minister, we have a brand new one, Prabhmeet Sarkaria, Minister Prabhmeet Sarkaria. So I think it is long overdue that Mr. Verster leaves public service at Metrolinx. Uh, there are rumors, as you know, from your media colleagues that Mr. Verster's salary, which was once somewhere in the neighborhood of $250,000 four or five years ago, could be over a million on Monday if his contract gets renewed. This is ridiculous. So we, we, have, we need new leadership. Um, Metrolinx has become a provincial agency, if you can believe it, with 59 vice presidents, 19 C-suite executives, CEO, CFO. Uh, it is full of crazy executive bloat. And there's not an engineer, as I understand, employed in that place, John. They farm everything out to private consultants. So we need a shakeup there. We need new leadership. We have to get this project open and working. Thank you for this. It's my absolute pleasure. And if folks want to put in a call to Mr. Ford and Minister Sarkari over the weekend to relay that message, you'd be doing the people of Ontario a great favor. Take care. Thanks. Joel Harden is the NDP transportation critic.